warning. This radio show contains strong language, excessive use of alcohol and tobacco products, a whole lot of bullshit and nudity. We here at WBWalker.com are not responsible for any lewd behavior, recklessness, illegal acts, or unwanted pregnancies. Directly caused by listening to this radio show. Viewer discretion is advised. old wb walker and you're listening to wb walker's old soul radio show broadcasting on itunes on wbwalker.com i just want to start out by saying thanks for tuning in to me again hell what y'all think of last week's episode i mean hell old damn quails in american aquarium it's pretty damn good wasn't they but i tell you if y'all enjoyed last week's episode i got a strong feeling you're gonna enjoy tonight's as hell I'm going to feature some more artists for you with Six Gun Brit, with Sean K. Preston, and on Miss Rachel Brooke. But hell, before I get to the music, I'm going to play an interview for you that I done earlier today with the one and only Mr. Robert Dean. So hell, getting to the interview, here's a little conversation I had with Mr. Robert Dean on W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. What's going on, friends? It's me, it's me. It's old W.B. Walker, and I'm back with another episode of the Old Soul Radio Show for you. On this week's episode, I'm going to do an interview for you called Robert Dean. Say hello, Robert. Hey, what's going on, Internet Media Land? Uh, not much. Uh, I, I talked to you the other day, and you was talking about that uh, your wife's expecting a baby. Uh, when'd she do? Oh, uh, she's due uh, sometime within the month. He'll be here at the end of the week. We think he'll be early, but he's supposed to be here on September 25th. She was just telling me that she was best because one of her friends thinks it's going to be October 2nd, and she was like, fuck no, she's not going to be on October 2nd. He's getting out long before then. I heard that. Uh, this your first? Yeah, this is our first. Uh, we're having a son. His name's Jackson Cash. That's a badass name. I tell you, I got three boys myself. Ain't nothing like them, I tell you. They're a damn handful. I'd rather have a handful of boys than girls walking around in little shorts and bringing boys home, whatever, man. He can run the streets as long as I know where he's at. Little having a daughter would be the last thing on earth I'd like to deal with. Yeah, like that old saying goes, it's, it's better to worry about one dick than every damn dick in the neighborhood. That's right. Well, uh, how about you tell everybody about yourself? Uh, I'm uh, one of the head writers of MoonRunnersCountry.com, and I am a journalist, a music journalist, a published author, a freelance writer, pretty much a whore for money when it comes to writing, and uh, kind of one of the people, I guess, I'm 
really one of the only people documenting the underground country scene right now and talking about it, really explaining where the whole thing is going. I've kind of watched the genesis of where it's at and really, I mean, kind of, even though I'm not playing music in it, I'm watching it happen and talking about it, trying to showcase different people and have an attitude towards what the music means and just really trying to help people understand that there is a place where this came from. And if, even if you like, if you get tired of what the Nashville system is putting out and you want to hear different things, because I'm really tired of hearing people go, oh, well, country music sucks. It sounds like Sugarland. Well, yeah, Sugarland blows. Who wants to listen to that? Who wants to listen to the Florida Georgia Line? Assholes, that's who. So, if you guys, you know, uh, if you're one of those guys who are like, dude, I love Johnny Cash and I love Waylon Jennings, but country music sucks. Through our channels, the runners, and, you know, the internet, Twitter, and everything else, trying to always help people find new artists to hear. And, you know, the fact that just because you're in the South, I mean, you're, you know, Hairless Hillbilly and all that kind of shit. Well, sure, you know, that's part of the game, but at least it's an honest part of the game and it's not some manufactured horseshit because we all like to hang out with the cool old guy that smells like weed, that drinks Jack Daniels and likes to shoot guns and shit, but we sure as hell don't want to hang out with his son in the sparkly jeans and totally clean boots. Yeah, I agree with you. I appreciate what you're doing for the uh, outlaw country scene. I read, uh, I'm constantly checking out Moonrunners myself and, uh, I like all the shit y'all put out. Uh, how long have you been uh, involved with uh, writing? I mean, has it been something you've been doing your whole life or just something you recently got into? Really, with me with writing is that I pretty much, since I was, I don't know, I'd say 17 years old, I'm 32 now. And since I was 17, my whole life has pretty much been playing music and writing. It was one of the two things that I always wanted to do it. And I was in... I went to college, I have a degree in journalism, but I was writing while uh, being in bands, playing in like, you know, technical hardcore bands, playing in metal bands and whatever. And as my band died, I, you know, packed up all my stuff and I came down to New Orleans and pretty much just told myself that if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it 100% and everything in me. As, you know, I want to be a writer that people know and that people will remember and read my work and appreciate it like i refuse to not be that guy yeah i mean i i commend you for uh for putting 100 percent into it and may, hopefully maybe after some people listen to this podcast they might uh become aware of you and maybe they can check your uh some of your uh, literature out uh what are you currently working on when it comes to your uh writing uh right now i'm kind of in like a really interesting spot because um since I moved to New Orleans, I kind of moved here with absolutely nothing. And I'm right now, my agent in New York has two of my novels that he's trying to sell to big New York publishing houses. I have two out currently, and we're trying to sell two more right now. And then I have a book called We Are the End, through May December Publications, which is me and three other writers. It's four short stories about the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and all the money is going to go towards... Uh, the Villa uh, Lobos Rescue Center that's featured on uh, Pitbulls and Parolees. So we're doing that. And then since I've been in New Orleans, um, I've had to work two jobs. I've been writing books. I'm the head writer of a magazine, and I've worked on Bourbon Street for five years. So right now I'm writing what I went through for five 
five years of dealing with living in New Orleans and seeing Bourbon Street and seeing all of the insane, crazy shit that most people couldn't even imagine I've seen and experienced. Yeah, I mean, it, that sounds like something pretty interesting. That's something I definitely want to check out myself. I mean, hopefully you can get to a point. I mean, it's I mean, it's pretty cool that you can write about your experiences on Bourbon Street, but hell, hopefully you can get to a point where you can write full-time and uh, not deal with all the bullshit that uh, you deal with on a day-to-day basis. No, I mean, I'm, I'm out. I, I'm actually leaving New Orleans here in two months. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's a great way to remember everything I'm constantly taking notes because I'm leaving I'm allowed to like see it through a whole different set of eyes because I know it's done it's over for me and I experienced New Orleans full tilt no condom just did it as hard as possibly you could and now that I'm, I'm right there where I can live solely on my writing and hopefully in the next like two years I'll be able to live as Robert Dean versus Robert Dean with another job so that's the goal. I mean, hell, that's, that's something that, uh, like I said, I I really respect a man that's got to go when he's, uh, you know, that he sets for himself and he tries to achieve. I mean, uh, you'll definitely have to let me know when uh, when the book you're writing about Bourbon Street comes out, and hell, I'll let everybody know and let them know how they can pick it up. How did you get uh, involved with Moonrunners? Uh, actually, it's a weird, funny story because I, well, what happened was I, known Josh that does uh, is one of the guys, because the main people that run Moonrunners, I mean, Shooter's there, but Shooter's so busy that he posts and reads and is the guy behind the scenes. But for the most part, me and Josh are the two main dudes. And what's funny is me and Josh have known each other since we were 10 years old. And because I'm originally from Chicago and we grew up together, but we all, we weren't like the best friends in the whole universe, but we kind of like share the same like best friends and we always run together and we're friends we just weren't like crazy close and um i my mom's from arkansas so i've always been metal punk rock and roll old blues and old country and as i got older i figured out that there was more guys like me and i started i got into shooter's record uh black ribbons so i criticized shooter's performance in new orleans and we started talking, and next thing I know, me and Shooter are friends, like, after I was a dick at first, and then, I was like, dude, you're a dick too, and so we became friends, and then he's like, yeah, you know, I know this dude, Josh P. I was like, Josh? I was like, that's false hope, Josh? Like, Josh, who is in failed resistance, Josh? I was like, yeah, dude, I've known him since I was 10. Like, I've done, I've been around all over the place with that dude. And so we kind of all bonded in the sense that we were this triangle of friendship in this really odd way. And so Shooter was like, you know, do you guys want to do this site? We're like, yeah, let's fucking do this. And so we started it from the ground up. And if we were really good at putting out daily content, we'd be a gigantic site. But we're really not good at putting out daily content. That's our biggest fault is like a website is we just... Our lives don't revolve around it like other sites. It's just something that we use as a vehicle to really exercise what we love. Yeah, when I first started doing my radio show and uh, I first created my website, I kind of thought about trying to do a blog, I guess you'd say, and review albums and things. And I realized just how hard it is to try to come up with content, especially daily, so I can understand that completely. But I'm a big fan of Blue Ribbon Radio, and on the interview that you done with Chris, 
he was talking about how he was at the Moonrunner show and how the spoken word that you done really stole the show. And after the first time I spoke to you, you sent me a link to watch uh, your spoken word on YouTube, and it really blew me away. So yeah, I can imagine that you did steal the show because I really think it'd be hard for somebody to top what you done. But what was that experience like, the uh, spoken word that you performed at Moonrunners? Uh, it was a real surreal experience considering that like I was born and I, I was born not even a mile away and I had grown up not even in the neighborhood that's just down the road. Like I grew up like not even a mile away and I was born because we were way deep on the south side of Chicago and for 27 years I lived in Chicago and so for me to come home and do my first spoken word gig was incredible to be around like my friends and my family all cheering me on and you know, it, it was really a time that I'll never forget, and it's, speaking has always been something that I've wanted to do. The, uh, the goal from day one was write books, get people to understand that, yes, I write stories, but I also have a lot to say. Very politically driven, I'm very socially driven, and I want to engage with people and talk about things that matter, and I've never not retained that, and always... I hope that with the success of books, if it ever does come, that I'm allowed to do that and continue to do it. Because speaking is a thing that I am very passionate about because there's a lot of people that won't do things. They won't say them because they're scared to or they're a part of the system and they get fucked constantly. And they're too, too obtuse to really understand the way that the world works. And I think that we, we're missing cowboys these days, guys that have the balls to say, no, dude, this sucks. We need to talk about this. Like, yeah, you can, everybody can be an internet fucking political junkie or, like, you can do all this half-assed shit, but we really were missing the guys like Hunter S. Thompson and Burroughs that were, like, not frightened to do anything and to say what they had to say. And I want to be one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the uh, spoken word that you done. I mean, you said a lot of things that that a lot of us are thinking, you know, a lot of things that needed to be said, because definitely country music in general has pretty much gone to hell in a handbasket. I mean, uh, after doing the interview with Joey Alcorn, he kindly helped me look at things from a different light. You know, I was talking to him about how, you know, that it pisses me off how pretty much country radio just plays for you what they want you to hear. And one thing he said that's kind of stuck out in my mind, he said, well, he said, the old saying, anything worth the... Uh, worth having it's worth working for and he said any music worth hearing is worth searching for and i mean that's something that's really stuck out in my mind because i mean hell you got people that are seem to be satisfied with what nashville wants them to hear it's like they don't want to take the time to actually search for better music i'm hoping you know country music kind of takes a turn i mean there's like rachel brooke i mean i just it just amazes me that she's not a household name i mean it just i i don't really understand it and i mean hopefully someday you know she will get to where she is at that point but I just, I really don't understand, you know, why people don't want more than, you know, what they're being force-fed. Well, the thing about people is that I've learned from, from the job of, like, being on Bourbon. I've learned that people want, people want disposable entertainment. And the difference between a, the of rock and roll fan and any other genre is rock and roll fans want to hear what's old. They want to hear the old shit. They don't want to hear anything new. They want to hear the old shit. And Top 40 and Top 40 Country and like rap music and stuff they want new they want new they don't want to hear old they want new don't be playing something six months old they want brand new now that's the way that i mean people are literally a part of a system that you know everything is flashing bright lights 
I want this, I want that, I want I want to be able to connect to you, and I want to be done with our connection and move on and that. That's the attention span that people have now. And we have to go out of our way to find a compromise of how to get art to people, because people will find it and they want to make it good. But we need to find a, that one artist. Like, you know who could have been that one artist that could have bridged the gap for a lot of people? and people don't think about it, that could have been Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus could have been that little kid that grew up playing, like, yeah, Hannah Montana, whatever. But if you, like, go on YouTube and see her rendition of Jolene in the backyard session, it's incredible. And she could have taken that pop sound, but then went totally old country, and it completely could have opened the doors for a lot of people. But, you know, it didn't happen that way. But at the same time, you got, like, Mumford and Sons, and you've got the Lumineers, and people will bitch, piss, and moan about them. Oh, whatever, every song sounds the same. Whatever, dude. These guys are selling out arenas, playing fiddles and banjos. How do you not think that that's going to trickle down into something else? If this was the 90s, every band that was remotely in the same universe would have record deals right now. But it's not like that anymore. We live in 2013. Music is different. People have to find ways to get big on their own and unfortunately country music even if they're like old school country music it still has to find that one person to break through and or find that one person to find a way to capitalize on something like an old brother where I thought type soundtrack or some social situation that can give people what they're looking for because there's lots of people who want that but they don't know it's there because they just don't know the channels to go because, in effect, they are lazy, but if you give it to them and give them the opportunity to see it, it's there. But most people don't want to navigate the Internet. Most people just want to put on a station and just enjoy what's on. And unless you program Pandora to do something like that for you, where are you left at? You're left at radio, and radio is a completely useless tool at this point, but it exists. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of friends that's, uh, you know, older, you know, in their sixties and stuff. Uh, a lot of my drinking buddies, and, and uh, you know, most of them, you know, when we're sitting around, you know, at a bar or whatever, drinking, you know, ninety percent of the time, most of the country that's being played is probably, you know, pre, seventy five, I'd say. But uh, one of my good friends, you know, he he's turned me on to a lot of, you know, older country music. Uh, I asked him one time if he'd, if he'd ever heard of Wayne Hancock, and he said, "Hey, I don't know who that is." And I played him uh, Thunderstorm and Neon Signs, and he just was kind of like in awe. He's like, man, it, I, I can't believe this song is only, you know, five years old or whatever it was at the time. And, uh, you know, he's a big fan of, you know, Wayne now. But, I mean, there's so many people that's longing for that kind of music. But, like you said, you know, especially the older generation, and, I mean, a lot of the younger generation just, like you said, just doesn't want to take the time to actually look for it. But, I mean, people really want to hear you know the old steel guitar and the twang and but it's just a lot of people just don't put the effort into to uh, looking for it so i mean just like with me doing my podcast and things you know i try to you know a lot of a lot of times you know i'll try to search out people that i know doesn't listen to that kind of music and hell i've turned a lot of people on to stuff that they probably wouldn't hear otherwise and i mean hell that's what it's all about there there are people right now that are doing things that are remarkable and we have to find a way like as with Moonrunners, and even, you know what, people, like, we have this beef, like, it's this unspoken fucking thing, like, our people hate saving country music, and they hate us, whatever. 
I don't care. I don't have a dog in that fight. But the fact, the fact remains is people are passionate about what they're doing and trying to push it forth. That's something that no matter what side of the fence the point that we're on, if it's, you know, us or it's him or it's, you know, uh, no depression or whoever, we're all trying to do the same thing. And unfortunately for a lot of people, they get caught up in the fact that, you know, this isn't some dang fucking mentality. We're trying to take the music to the next level. And there are lots of people doing it, and we need to find a way together to amplify what's going on. I mean, Joey just put that record together about Hank Williams because he's putting that money's all going to the museum to keep the fucking doors open because young kids don't even know who Hank Williams is. And it was funny because of shitty football songs, but they don't even know who the man is that, like, we literally owe it all to. And that's sad. That's sad that we're at that point today that, you know, even, like, kids in the South, period. Like, everyone knows who the Beatles are, but we don't have the patron saint of country music on the front and center. You know what I mean? Like, Hank Williams doesn't have a fucking stamp. Johnny Cash has a stamp, but Hank Williams doesn't have a stamp. You know? And Hank's that, like, theme figure that people should know. And we need to find a way, because what we play at the Opry at this point in Nashville, the system, it isn't even country music. It's pop with sparkly jeans and cowboy hats. I mean... I've said it a million times, it's one step away removed from fucking Rihanna, half these songs have rappers on them now. Explain that. Explain that to me how that's country music. Take Gilly is Gone by Johnny Cash and the American Recordings and then give me Florida Georgia Line with Nelly. How is that the same kind of music? Yeah, I agree with it's you. It's not. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I'd... very rarely do I listen to country radio. I mean, if my damn iPod's dead or or something like that, you know, I might kind of flip through the radio stations if I'm driving home from work. And, I mean, usually after one or two songs, I just, I'd rather pretty much listen to silence and listen to half the shit they play on uh, on country radio. I just, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't see how we went from Hank Williams to fucking Keith Urban. I just, I don't understand it. But, I mean, I guess there's... Yeah, Keith Urban's not even from fucking America. Yeah, I know it. I guess it's just going to take somebody, I guess, just knocking the doors down and making people realize there's more than what you hear every day on country radio. I've been saying it for two years now. There's one band that's percolating right now. They're going to do that one show, that one tour, and it's going to go off the charts. It's going to go, I thought it was going to be the goddamn gallows. It really honestly did. I was like, that band's going to get on a warp tour or something, and... That's going to lead a whole new generation. It's going to take punk kids that had no idea about this stuff and make country cool again and all this other shit. And I'm still waiting, but I sincerely think it is because every year, Lucero just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's all of me. I have a Lucero tattoo. I think they're fantastic. I want to see them do better. And Lindy Ortega is doing better. And there are upper echelon artists that are getting to prove the band like Social Distortion, Reverend Horton. Super sucker. So, I mean, it's happening. It's just people need to invest back into what is they have already been invested in that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the most important thing, I think, in my opinion, people can do is just get out and see the shows. I mean, like I, I went and seen Ray Wiley Hubbard. Uh, I guess it was last June in Lexington, Kentucky, and it it bothered me that uh, you know I went and seen him, and there was like twenty, thirty people there. I mean, hell, if he was played on, you know country radio all the time i'm sure he would be selling out arenas and shit i mean but hopefully i mean it'll get to a point where uh you know artists like ray or you know the fifth on the floor or whoever will uh you know be headlining you know pretty arenas and shit i mean I, that's where i'd like to see it get to i i personally don't understand why fifth on the floor isn't headlining 
3,000 person rooms a night. There's no reason that Fifth on the Floor is an unknown band. Like, uh, they're the best Southern rock band playing right now. There is no reason that those dudes should not be on tour with the Allman Brothers or, hell, they could be playing with Kid Rock, Leonard Skinner, Buck Cherry, any of them, and they could be holding their own a thousand percent. There is no reason that band is unknown. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I, I really don't understand it myself either. Uh, where can people go to find out more about you and to buy some of your books? Um, you can find me, like, uh, one of the best vehicles to find me is you can find me on Facebook. You just look up Robert Dean. I'm on Facebook. There's robertdeansworld.com. You can go there. It's my blog. I haven't updated it in a while because I haven't had anything to say. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter, Robert underscore Dean. Those are three the main ways to get a hold of me. I mean, all I got to do is put my shit in Google. I'm the guy covered in tattoos, usually talking shit. I'm not really hard to find. There's, like, a UFOologist or something, but... Yeah, that. I mean, I'm pretty easy to find. Yeah, I was getting ready to say when I was Googling your name earlier, I couldn't remember your website. I stumbled across that old UFO chaser, but hell, if you scroll down far enough, you're there. Yeah, you know, I, I need to, I'm, I'm working on some things to become the first one that pops up, but it takes a little bit of time and effort and money and stuff, and honestly, I'd rather write. Yeah, I don't blame you. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. And when your wife has a baby, I hope everything goes good. But uh, like I said, man, anytime you want to come back on, you're more than welcome. But hell, how about you introduce the next song for us? Uh, coming up next is Six Gone Brit, if I can have him, on WB Walker's Old Soul Radio. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Come see us in Austin anytime.
him
Hello, friends. My name is Gilbert T. Winston Thomas, and I'm here to tell y'all about another great podcast. If you love old soul radio show like I do, then I'm sure you're going to enjoy It Burns When I Pee. No, it's not a show about venereal diseases. It's a podcast that mixes adult comedy and roots music together to make one hell of a party. They also have great interviews with some of today's greatest roots artists. If you're not easily offended and you like fart jokes and off-color comedy, then come check out IBWIP. Head on over to IBWIP.com and take a listen. You can also subscribe to them on iTunes, listen to them on your phone using your Stitcher app. Come on over to IBWIP and check out the show, along with their hot links to their Facebook page, Twitter, even their YouTube page where they have videos. This is Gilbert T. Winston Thomas signing off, and thanks to Old Soul Radio Show for the airtime. Welcome back to the show, my friends. It's me, it's me. It's old W.B. Walker, and we're listening to W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Hey, what do y'all think of the interview? I tell you, old Mr. Robert Dean is one bad motherfucker, ain't he? But hell, like you may have heard earlier, you can find out anything you want to know about Robert Dean over at robertdeansworld.com. Hell, what are you waiting on? Look it up. There's links to Robert's Facebook, his Twitter, and his Instagram. So hell, check him out. I'm sure old Robert Dean be much obliged. But hell, after the interview, that's those six-gun Brit. But if I can't have him, followed by, I don't know her. But hell, both them songs are currently unreleased. But hell, I hear old six-gun Brit is working on an EP. So hell, as soon as she gets it released... I guarantee I'll tell you all about it. But I tell you, you can find out anything you want to know about Miss Six Gun Brit over at ReverbNation.com slash Six Gun Brit. And hell, there's links to her Facebook and her Twitter. So hell, follow old Six Gun Brit. I tell you, in my opinion, she is one hell of a musician. But up next on the old Soul Radio Show, I figure I'll play you a couple O'Shawn K. Preston. So hell, get into the music. Here's O'Shawn K. Preston telling y'all about money on W.B. Walker's old soul radio show. Wow.
episode Sean K. Preston with Money, followed by Vengeance off his 2011 self-titled EP, which hell is available on iTunes, and it's also available over at WBWalker.com through that little Amazon widget I got set up. So hell, while you're waiting on pick her up. It's pretty fucking good. But hell, up next on the old So Radio Show, figure I'll play you a couple. Miss Rachel Brooke. So hell, get to the music. Here's Miss Rachel Brooke telling y'all about a killer's dream on WB Walker's Old So Radio Show. Oh. Yeah. 
was Rachel Brooke with A Killer's Dream, followed by The Blackbird, off her 2012 release, A Killer's Dream, which is also available on iTunes. And it's also available over at WBWalker.com if you like buying your music through Amazon. I tell you, when I first sat down and started working on the playlist for tonight's episode, I had a damn hard time just picking out four songs to play for you for Miss Rachel Brooke, because every damn song on A Killer's Dream is fucking great. I tell you, A Killer's Dream is a fucking number one, in my opinion. So hell, pick it up as soon as you can. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. But I tell you, I figure I'd take this opportunity to read some of the feedback I received from episode 21. Old Daniel Littlejohn, he sent me a picture of a little setup he had. He was listening to my radio show through his Xbox. He was feeding it through his tube amp. He was drinking some beer, smoking him a cigar. So hell, I appreciate it, Mr. Littlejohn. I tell you, old Jerry and Rick said, go check out the latest edition of W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show podcast. You'd be glad you did. I appreciate it, Jerry and Rick. I tell you, old Jerry and Rick, they're always great about spreading the word about my old soul radio show. So hell, I appreciate it, guys. But up next on the old soul radio show, figure I'd play a couple more for Miss Britt Avery. So hell, get to the music. Here's old Six Gum Brit telling y'all about Six Bullets on W.B. Walker's old soul radio show ow Three, three, 
from the way it burns An empty home and wallet Is all I have to show For all the mercy you had on my heart And how easily you let me go So bartender, I think I need Six-gun Brit with six bullets, followed by Hard Habit to Break, which is available on the Outlaw Radio Compilation, Volume 1, and hell, it is on iTunes, and it is over at WBWalker.com, so hell, while you're waiting on, pick her up, the whole damn compilation is pretty fucking good, but I tell you, the first time I ever heard six bullets, it kindly sent chills down my spine, I mean hell, of course, alone. One bullet in the air, one bullet in a tree, three bullets in your heart, and one bullet left for me. I mean, hell, that's pretty damn dark. But I tell you, that's how I like my music. I like my music with a lot of truth and a lot of heartbreak. I mean, hell, the old saying, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I tell you, I believe it applies about every damn thing. It's six gun bread has ever wrote. Hell, yeah, like I said earlier, ReverbNation.com slash SixGunBrit. Hell, yeah, look her up. Let her know you heard her on the Old Soul Radio Show. And let her know what you think of her music. I guarantee Miss Brittany Avery be much obliged. But hell, up next on the Old Soul Radio Show, I figure I'll play you a couple more with Sean K. Preston. So hell, get into the music. There's old Sean K. Preston. But ain't no grave on W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show. Oh.
my body down Ain't no graves Gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound Gonna get up out the ground Ain't no graves Gonna hold my body down Go down yonder, Gabriel, place your foot upon the sea. Don't blow your trumpet, Gabriel, until you hear from me. Oh, look way over Jordan, what do you think I see? Saw a band of holy angels, and they're coming after me. Ain't no graves gonna hold my body down. Ain't no graves gonna hold my body down. I cried, meet me, Jesus, meet me in the middle of the air. Gonna rise and meet my Lord, and I'll say goodbye down here. And one day when they carry me out to that old graveyard, don't cry for me, don't cry, we'll be singing. Why you still fucking can't? 
John K. Preston with Ain't No Grave, followed by Guitar Man off his 2011 self-titled EP, which hell, if you want to find out more about Mr. Sean K. Preston, head your big ass on over to ReverbNation.com slash Sean K. Preston, and while you're there, check his tour dates out, see if old Sean K. comes anywhere close to where you live. Well, there's also links to his Facebook and his Twitter. So hell, tell him you heard him on the old So Radio Show and let him know what you think about his music. I'm sure old Sean K. Preston would love to hear from you. But hell, up next on the old So Radio Show, here I play a couple more. Miss Rachel Brooke. So hell, get to the music. There's Rachel Brooke with Only For You on W.B. Walker's Old Soul radio show uh, my heart it feels so heavy
Heart 
duet she done with Lonesome White entitled Old Faded Memory off her 2012 release A Killer's Dream but hell if you want to find out more I miss Rachel Brook head your big ass on over to rachelbrookmusic.com and while you're there check her tour dates out see if Miss Rachel comes anywhere close to where you live but I tell you it is getting to be that time again friends it's time for old WB to pack on up mosey on but before i go just like to say thanks to each and every one of you that took the time to listen to this old radio show of mine again i sure do appreciate it guys i also like to say thanks to miss six gun brit sean k preston miss rachel brook and old robert dean for giving me the opportunity to play some damn fine music and to do a damn fine interview for you all i sure do appreciate it guys i also like to say thanks to glenn simpson for once again, provide me with some of the finest old instrumental music I've ever heard. I sure do appreciate it, brother. But I tell you, this is normally the portion where I end my radio show. But if it's alright with you all, I'd like to play a couple more. Play a number Six Gun Brit Done with old Joey Alcorn. That song you probably heard of before, entitled Sad Songs and Waltzes, off the Outlaw Radio Compilation, Volume 2, followed by another original from Six Gun Brit entitled Texas. But I tell you, WBWalker.com is where you need to go to find anything you want to know about me. But I tell you, I've had a damn good time making this episode for y'all this evening. So hell, like always, y'all take it easy and you have you a good one. I'll see you next week. Oh. song all about you 
A true song as real as my tears But there's no need to fear it Cause no one will hear it Sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this year I'll tell all about how you cheated I'd like for the whole world to hear I'd like to get even with you cause you're leaving Sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this year It's a good thing that I'm not a star You don't know how lucky you are Though my records may say it aren't selling this year It's a good thing that I'm not a star You don't know songs and waltzes aren't selling this year sad songs and waltzes aren't selling this Thank you. 
Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. In other words, you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on, put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that.